Welcome to Going Greyhounds on your Thursday morning right here on Sky Sports Radio. Simon Orchard with you as always. And on today's show, we'll preview a few of the heats of the Group 2 Richmond Oaks and Richmond Derby. Mickey Catale and his brother Jeff will rug up Falcon Fly and new Kennel Edition Sound of Silence in the Derby Heats on Friday evening. And I'll speak to Mick about those two fellas in just a moment. But first, we focus on the girls. Two heats chock full of quality. The likes of Yuko Girls, Zoe Bale and Ties That Bind will go around in Heat 1. While in Heat 2, group-level Greyhounds, Reflections, Mearshies, Fast and Embrace will all jump in search of a spot in next week's $40,000 final. One man trying to knock them all off, though, is Daniel Gatt. He trains Windra All Class, and he joins me on the program this morning. G'day, Dan. How is Annie ahead of the heat for the Oaks, mate? Yeah, she's as good as can be. She's, um, yeah, ready to go. She'll jump from box one in heat two, as I said. She's up against some red-hot competition, Dan. It basically reads like a group one final. Some of these dogs can really run. Um, what do you make of the of the heat, mate? And how do you think she'll go against those quality chasers? Yeah, it's yeah, it's a lot of quality in it, and she's got to be at her best. She's more or less got to nail the start. She's got to jump well. Um, if she don't, it's um, yeah, it doesn't look good. But if she does nail it, she's a chance of getting up the track to where she wants to be. And um, yeah, and we'll see what happens from there. Dan, if I'm honest, mate, it feels like more than a month has gone by since Winter All Class famously took out that Group 1 Futurity at Wenty Park back in January. I guess such is the nature of the dogs. We all sort of move on to the next big race. But what have you made, mate, of the last little period after you've had a bit of time to sit back and reflect on what a big journey it was? Oh, with the, well, the actual journey's been it's unbelievable, actually, um, for many reasons. But... Um, but actually, Annie, she, she's had an enormous month. She's She ran second there a couple of weeks back. It was probably one of her best runs, to be fair. Um, she just got beat by a better dog on the night. And um, if she can replicate that sort of a run from an inside draw, I'd be very happy. You all know Windsor All Class is owned by Brian and Sue Barton, of course, trained by you, Dan. It's been well publicised just how crook Sue is at the moment. So we hold them both in our thoughts each and every day. Uh, we know how much the dog means to them, Dan, but what does she mean to you? It's been a pretty special journey the last six months. Uh, she means the world to me. She's um, She come to me at a time when it was, um, you know, a bit tough and, you know, I was just starting off my business. And, um, yeah, she, she means the world for many reasons. Sue and Brian um, and actually her. I do so love her. She's... Um, She's just got a nature that you love. She's she's a, she's an excellent animal. She's um, she, you even take away her ability on the track, just her as a dog. She's beautiful. It's a wonderful trip down memory lane coming up tomorrow, Dan, on the dogs.com.au. We're going to be releasing some footage that we haven't put out yet, showing Brian and Sue and yourself, obviously on National Futurity Night. You were speechless after the race, as was everyone uh, after Windsor All Class got up and won that Group One race. Where does that rank, mate, in terms of achievements for you and your family who've been involved in the sport for so long? Oh, right up the top. Like, you know, there's been a lot of excellent memories over the years. You know, going back to my father, he trained National Derby winner back in '99, and and then my brother trained. Um, he trained oh, the Perth Cup winner um, and the Megastar winner, and and you know that was excellent in its own right. The Perth Cup, but that was awesome. But then this was another level, just you know, in my name and and um, and just just the backstory to it. It went to another level that night. Yeah, you're spot on, mate. Incredible scenes. And as I said, the dogs.com.au tomorrow afternoon before the Oaks Heats, we'll be releasing that special video. Uh, get the tissues ready. We're speaking with Daniel Gatt. He'll rug up 
Windsor All Class in the heats of the Richmond Oaks tomorrow night. Before you do that, though, Dan, you're down to Dapto tonight. You've got Double Baroque going around in race seven on the card. He's in pretty good form, mate. Twenty nine six eight. How's he going at the moment? Yeah, he's absolutely flying. He's, he's going excellent. Um, he went to a new level on Saturday night, and it's uh, he's in the race right up to his ears tonight. But I do think the eight would be very hard to beat. It's you know it's well boxed. Probably got a bit more toe than him, and probably might beat him to the punch. So. He's going to have to be on his game to win the race, but I, I just want to see him run a bottler. Um, yeah, just every time I've sort of raced him over 600, he hasn't been in form, and tonight he's going there in form. So, yeah, I'm interested to see how he goes. His second favourite for the race, you mentioned the eight, Father Rick, in that 600-metre contest at Dapto. It's race seven on the card. Uh, Dan, post tonight, assuming he gets through safe and well and runs a decent race, the Country Classic's on our doorstep, mate. It's worth 125 grand. The series kicks off. Uh, at Nowra on Monday, and then heats are held all over the state the next couple of weeks. Is he worth throwing in there, mate, or is he not quite at that level yet? Oh, I said a week or so ago on another program that I don't think he's up that level, and I wouldn't go, you know, I wouldn't go that far. But his run on Saturday night changed me mind a little bit. If he happened to run a bottler tonight or a real good race, and and then I, if I put him in a heat and he done it again and, and qualified, I, I might think about going up. I, I don't know. I'd probably have to give the dog his chance, but. I'll just see how he goes tonight. It's, mate, it's going to be a real hard... It's more or less a group one race over 600. They come from Melbourne, everywhere, Brisbane, the best 600-metre dogs in the land. And you, you don't only got to run time, you've got to be able to put yourself into the race. And, and being a foreign track's another thing that could be, a, you know, makes me sway not going there. But I, to be honest, I don't know if I'd go for it. It's, he'd, have to, he'd have to change my mind tonight in the next week or so. All right, well, Dan, we wish you all the best with Double Baroque tonight, man. Of course, we win your all class tomorrow night at Richmond. We hope she can give everyone at the Barton House something to cheer for uh, come the Richmond Oaks heats tomorrow. We'll uh, appreciate you on the show today, mate, and best of luck in the next couple of days. Cheers, mate. Thank you. Now we move from the girls to the guys, and Michael Catale and his brother Jeff are sending out two chances in the Group 2 Richmond Derby heats on Friday night. Sound of Silence jumps in heat one while Falcon Fly goes around in Heat 3. And Mick has been kind enough to join us on the line today. Morning, Mick. How are things? Good, thanks. Simon, how are you? Very good, mate. Before we get into the racing side of things, Mickey, tell us, how do you and Jeff handle the business out there at Cowra, mate? Who does what? Uh, and who's in charge of the dogs, basically? Well, we, we both share training duties. They're based out at Jeff's property, which is just a short drive out of town, probably five minutes from my joint, so it's handy. Uh yeah, we both, like I said, we both share in the in, in, the, in the training. Um, but, yeah, um, he's the boss at the end of the day. <laughs> <laughs> and most importantly, mate, who, when you do the big road trips, because you're obviously travelling quite a way to get involved in some of these races, who does the driving, mate? Who's in charge of the tunes? Uh, he drives. Generally, no tunes. Only on the trip home we might crank up. But, yeah, generally, we're pretty good talkers, come from a good family of talkers, so... Um, yeah, there's not much downtime on the trip. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about these two derby runners of yours, mate. We'll start with Falcon Fly. He's the well-known commodity. Been running pretty well without winning a lot this year. What have you made of his 2023 so far? Yeah, he's had a, a slight injury. It's nothing major, but it just needs, you know, we've got to work on it week to week. So um, in between runs, um, what you see is what you get. He's only been racing week to week, and we haven't been doing um, much work at home with him at all, actually none, um, and it showed last week. That was his first hard 5.20 hit out um, this campaign, and, yeah, um, his run on paper looked ordinary, 
but it was only probably the last 60 or 80 metres that he um, capitulated. And we've got to remember, he was chasing Gatlin, who was running like track record time. And yeah, he burned out at the end, but we've done a bit of work with him this week and hopefully he strips a lot better and yeah, get around and make the final and draw inside. <laughs> He's currently a $4.40 chance, third favourite for that heat three of the Richmond Derby. He's drawn box four. There's only six runners in the race. Mickey, but it's a tough heat. Rockstar Apollo in one, came and went, can really run in two. Nangar Archie's won all five starts at track and trip, will jump from the five. What sort of chance do you give him of getting through? Well, I just noticed before we came on air, I just had a look at the draw, and the red is actually out Rockstar Apollo, which makes it a, it makes it a little bit easier. But look, the dog in the two must come into it then, because when Andy Lord had him over here in New South Wales, and he came up with the red at Wentworth Park one night, and he just, he absolutely flew. He run the hands off the clock and won by the length of the straight. So with the one out and he's in the two, it's basically the one. If he finds the arm, um, we're all running for second, I would think. But, yeah, just hoping he gets around in one piece. Like I said, he's stripped a lot fitter this week uh, for connections, the owners, a local butcher here and a builder on the Central Coast. You know, just hope he can get around because, you know, it's good for new owners, the new owners, and if we can get him into the final and hopefully draw inside. Yeah, you're spot on, mate. You're right about came and went as well. Last start uh, at Wentworth Park, went 29.55, went back over to Angle Park and ran in a group race over there. So he's in some pretty good form. Hey, let's talk about Sound of Silence. He's already won over 220 grand in prize money. He ran second in the heat of the Paws of Thunder just a month ago. He was with Frankie Hurst. Tell us how the acquisition came about to pick him up. Uh, well, Jeff, Jeff and I, we've got clients that look for dogs and um, plus we also look for dogs ourselves because we were only running two and if you're going to go with two, we might as well go with four. Anyway, Jeff's pretty good friends with Tracy and Frank. They're great people. Um, speak to them quite regularly. And, yeah, he was cutting his team back, and he had a couple. Jeff actually bought another dog to go with him, uh, Wells of Silence, but he sent him over to Lewis Clay in Western Australia, who Jeff sent another uh, recent purchase off Frankie, and he's doing quite well over there. So Lewis was only too happy to get his hands on him. So, yeah, that's how it come about, There's you know, that, that's it, yeah. <laughs> it, it's probably one of the more interesting heats. Six runners as well. Sound of Silence currently about 10 bucks. Uh, so mm. you're getting a bit of a price, Mick. Would you tell the punters to get behind him or what? Oh, look, on, on his old form, you've got to remember, he's, he's four-year-old in a couple of weeks. He's coming back from a, a fairly serious stopper bone injury, but it's completely healed and we have all our faith in Frank. He said the dog's fine. Um, and we've only had the dog, it'll be a week on Friday we've had him. Uh, we did whip him out to one of our country tracks and give him a 400-metre trial, and the dog absolutely flew, and Frank said he would. But um, all the locals think box eight from that 520 start at Richmond is a good box, but um, Jeff's come to the conclusion it's a death trap, and he's not happy at all. But um, the dog's fit, he's well, he's happy. Um, on old form, you would think he'd have to be some sort of chance, and at $10, mate, might be having a couple of bucks on him. I'm a non-punter, but... Yeah, I think he's good value at 10s if it holds up. Finally, Mickey, you've got Totally Deluded and what a tease going around in races two and three on the Richmond program tomorrow night as well. Should the punters have a crack at them? Oh, look, Totally Deluded. She's, we all know about what a tease uh, and what he can do. He has untapped ability, but he's a very moody dog and he's very quirky at home. Um, his sister was out with Woodstock trainer Darren Wharton, done a fantastic job with her, but Darren couldn't travel with her, so he said, you guys might as well have her back. But she's just as quirky, if not worse, than her brother. Uh, very moody, um, can run the hands off the clock when she finds the arm early, but, um, yeah, from box eight, 
Uh, not an ideal draw for her on the corner start. But in saying that, she has produced good speed at Bathurst on the corner start and Dubbo on the corner start. So um, just maybe she's just running for luck. But, you know, would could win without surprising us. But it would be a pleasant surprise if she could. Um, and what a tease. Well, what can I say? You know, he, he's the type of dog that'll find where they say that he'll find trouble in an empty room. Um, you know, <laughs> he doesn't normally show pace over the 500. And then as soon as you put him into the 600s on the corner starts and he wants to show enough pace to get himself checked early and then he's dropping out and running home solid. So, yeah, um, look, he could do it if he wanted to, but depends what sort of mood he's in and what sort of run he gets in transit. But, yeah, he, he should be thereabouts as well. Well, mate, i tell you what, it makes for an interesting night. Four runners, we don't know what they're going to produce, but we look forward to seeing how they go. Uh, mate, good luck to you and Jeff tomorrow, and it's been great chatting to you today on Going Greyhounds. All right, thanks so much for that, Simon. There he goes, Michael Catale, brother and right-hand man for Jeff, who's not only a good greyhound trainer, he's a handy punter as well. And speaking of making some money, we've got some meetings at Casino Gunnedah and, of course, Dapto tonight. Get ready to write down a few winners because these are the best bets around the state today. Casino Race 10, number three, Star Sirius. That's Casino Race 10, number three, Star Sirius. Gunnedah, the best is Race 8, number one, Miss inspiration and then adapto tonight two best bets race five number five el choro and race seven number eight father rick we heard a little bit about him earlier off daniel gatt that's going greyhounds for another week we'll be back same time next thursday until then happy punting and hooroo